Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. This week, we have some big news. I mean, monster news. We're recording off new mics. Oh. Yeah. We got some new equipment. I did, like, notice a little bit of a change whenever we came in here. Yeah. I mean, there's just like, we can move the mic around, we can do whatever we want. It honestly feels fantastic. I don't want to do it too much while I'm talking. But. Yeah. Feels so much more professional. And we're still figuring out. Give us some, give us some time. Um, to fix glitches. So this week, obviously, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's, yeah, they did. That's the big news. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit. We'll we'll do our regular talk topics, same as always. Uh, we'll talk a little NBA All Star Game, and we will again at the end. So we're gonna give just Super Bowl reactions at the beginning, and then we'll kind of give in depth breakdown at the end, and then talk some gambling. But before we get to all that, let's get a quick ad read from our boys over at fertilizer service company you know what they do they're uh they're dominating the fertilizer game up in northwest missouri god's country and uh if you need any fertilizer needs just hit them up and you can contact them at 660-686-2402 make sure you go and like their facebook page they're located off highway 59 in fairfax missouri and as always they're keeping god's country as good as she grows okay let's get started Out my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. So, like we said. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and it was quite possibly one of the greatest days of my whole entire life. Best day, worst day. Best day, worst day. Best day, worst day. It's pretty much how I live now. Um, won a ton of money and uh, had a great time. I mean, it was one of the most stressful days. I'll give it that. But at the end, it was well worth it because they won. They finally did it. I never thought it would would happen. Well, every Missouri sports team has now won a championship this decade crazy but i did have a question for you okay and you kind of hit on it some but did it feel like exactly what you expected i i don't because i didn't know what to expect like i took yeah. a video i i was i was debating whether to record myself or not to like use it as content or just even save it as a memory and i was like debating it and right as i started it damian williams playoff damian uh ran that touchdown like when the Chiefs were up twenty four to twenty, and uh, it like I was recording it, and then so I like obviously was super excited and everything, and then like the end of it is just me sitting there, and like I just don't know what to do. Like I, you know, I, I, they say act like you'd been there before, but I mean I hadn't. Who has? If you're a Chiefs fan, it's, I mean a few of us, a few of us. You had to be pretty old though. Couple of white hairs trickling down for sure. So, my next one was how scared. Like, what was the pit? What was the bottom of the bottom that you had to face there? Second interception for Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Down twenty-four to ten. In the, I think that that was in the third because both of them happened in the third. So it was like towards the end of the third quarter. I, I was down. I mean, I was like hugging the pillow. I was like, just get me out of here. 
rocking yourself to sleep a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, I I don't hate that moment. I think mine was uh, the fumble where he ended up recovering it, but the moment when the ball got smacked out of his hands, you know? The moment my when my heart dropped the most was after... I'm not sure what the exact score was, but when Jimmy G had uh, Emmanuel Sanders open and overthrew him, mm, yeah, like in the in the moment of that pass, my heart sank. Like, and it was just that was like the true one moment that like the quick reaction, but it was fine. You know, right after I was I was back to being still nervous, but much better. But yeah, after that, Patty, the second interception, but. I mean that's that's why they call it the greatest game. It reeled us in. I don't think it had the biggest. It was like tenth most viewed Super Bowl of all time. I was seeing stuff about that earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there there was a lot going on that made people uninterested. Um, I think that the Chiefs fans definitely showed up. They had big numbers down in Miami. From what I heard, it was like one of the biggest uh, fan differences in like attendance of the Super Bowl. That the Chiefs had the widest margin compared to like any other team since they've been recording it, which I don't know how long that is, but I mean, that was interesting. That doesn't surprise me very much, and I think that that was one of the things that you know I was most excited for. Well, I guess am most excited for is just kind of to see how the city feels and how everything is going around there because that's the thing is it doesn't necessarily feel like I thought it would because I'm not there in Kansas City ready to experience it like I just went through two championships in the city that I lived in and it was you know very much in your face and like there was people wearing you know Bears jerseys for the Super Bowl around here yeah because we're in Columbia so there's you have everything yeah I mean you have every single type of fan which you also experience when you're at the Super Bowl which is a very Mm -hmm. interesting part of the whole thing it's just like fans of the game I love seeing every single team has their own radio affiliate down at yeah. the Super Bowl. Like that's the best day ever. You just went one in fifteen, and you're gonna go yeah, and chill get, out in Miami. Yeah. It's wild. I saw that Booger and uh, Tessator were doing the ESPN coverage for Australia. I bet I need to get get my hands on that footage. I've never been happier to live in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to hear. Booger's in-depth breakdown of when the Chiefs were down 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Come on. I have my computer muted. Me too. I mean, I know it was mine, but like I haven't muted. I can't do anything. Okay. But in the end, I think I just realized that the, the Chiefs are the most stressful team of all time, at least the 2019 Chiefs, and at least for me. Um, the three comeback wins in the playoffs, it's, it was quite the playoff run, but it about took it out of me. Like, I didn't have anything left. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that, well, we're getting a little bit into yeah, uh, we can, more of the game. But what's your, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. What's your favorite non-football part? I think it had to be Baby Nut. Did you see that? Yeah. It's not really my favorite part, but it was just like the most, I don't understand who the like yes, no guy is. Like who who's the final decision on like, why don't we start a hashtag Baby Nut? Like baby come. That's literally what it like what they're they're Maybe starting. Your mind's just filthy. I mean, I understand they're trying to go off the back of uh Baby Yoda. And like they saw the the meme machine that was Baby Yoda and they're trying to get all the clicks, but I don't know. There was there was a lot of collabs 
it seemed like every Super Bowl ad had a bunch of br- other brands in it, which just lets you know that they're all owned by the same people. Yeah. No, I'm here for the Big super business. commercials. It makes me feel like I'm living in like 2050 because all of a sudden you just have flashes of, you know, slideshow ads, essentially. Love that. Yeah. There was like Rob Riggle humping out paper towels. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. He had a, since it was Fox, he had a big part in it. Quite and, a uh, career, you know, roller coaster for him. Yeah, he went from being in the military to making it to SNL to being a B-list actor, C-list actor, to humping out paper towels on, you know, primetime television. Yeah, humping towels guy. What a are. life. Uh, did you already ask me the questions you had? Yeah. What? So I had a I had a question. Just one quick one. Will there be a rematch? Of these two? Yep, in the Super Bowl. Who? Team-wise, maybe, but I don't think all the personnel will be the same for sure. Well, that, that's never going to happen. Um, well, I mean, I as far as leaders go, um, I just don't see that defensive coordinator really putting it together. Shanahan, that's going to be a huge you know, weight on his shoulders going forward for a while. He's. We'll get into this later, but I mean, he's taken some major L's in the Super Bowl. In, the, in recent history. So um, with all of that, why don't we get into our segments and we'll touch on the Super Bowl again later. So what's your beef? Well, it kind of is related, so it's a nice little okay. move in. Is a team comparison guy. You know, just be happy. Like I said, there's fans of everywhere here and, you know, you look around and somebody's, you know, super excited and they're like, oh, well, what about 03 or the, you know, 2004 playoffs where you, we beat your asset? Like, just let them be. Let them live. People can't do that. That's that's against human nature. That's true. But jealousy's a bitch. Fair enough. Ugly on everybody, as well as myself currently, because I hate when people say Kansas City is not Missouri. That's my beef. Okay. I had beef with Donald Trump. Perfect. Yeah. So um, if you didn't see it, Trump tweeted out a congratulations to the Chiefs. Uh, Congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, on a great game and a fantastic comeback under immense pressure. You represent the great state of... I'll bleep that. And, in fact, the entire USA. So very well. Our our country is proud of you. It was quickly deleted, but it was retweeted by, like, a lot of his team. Like, the White House Twitter account retweeted Mm -hmm. it. Uh, his, His campaign retweeted it. It's just utter disrespect and proves you're a moron. He's changed maps for a while now. Mm. We should just be used to it. Good point. Good point. Uh, My lifestyle tip, which kind of goes what we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. about the Chiefs being one of the most stressful teams of all time, don't be a sports fan. I think I've said that on here before. It's just too much. Like, I was having to remind myself to breathe at, like, 3 p.m. before the game was even started. What would you fill that time slot with? I would, be, I would like, work out. I would read books. Nah, I wouldn't read books. But <laughs> I would, like, try to read books. Like, I, I think I would I'd be a better podcaster, but it would be about different things. Yeah, it would be vastly different. Like, I would know about the sound and shit more. Yeah. Like, I'd be, I don't know, I'd probably get into photography. High fashion guy, yeah. Oh, You'd yeah, be such fashion. a little hipster boy. I would love... I think non-sports me would be big into fashion. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be a little e-boy for sure. 
So my uh, lifestyle tip is uh, whenever once in a lifetime opportunities present themselves, you go to them. Or in our case, half centuries, the parade. Yeah, twice a lifetime yeah. events. I, I agree. Uh, Alec and I will be going to the parade on Wednesday um, so that when this drops and we will be we might go live from the Instagram. I, I know we'll be posting some content for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be a great time. I'm excited to see what Kansas city has to bring. I know that I didn't go to the Royals parade, but I know it was, it was a good showing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so then they have the parade and then they have the big gathering outside union station. Right. And that'll be nuts. Oh yeah. That's, I think the part that I'm most excited for, but we'll probably stay for the least bit of it. We'll just see where the day takes us. Yeah. Well, I want to see like the first few people talk. And then once it gets on, like Clark will probably talk first and then Andy and then Patrick. And then after that, it's like, okay. They typically order it from least drunk to most. Yeah. Yeah. Unless somebody's, you know. Like Kelsey will kind of wrap it up. Yeah. And then after that, like once the cheerleaders come out, it's like, all right, let's head out. Of course. Um, so you have, I, you have what the feed I do. Okay. And it is kind of, uh, along the same lines here because I will tweet this out from the pod account, but a fountain downtown in Kansas city on the plaza changed its water to red water. So it's Poseidon on the back of three horses and they have water coming out of their mouths and noses and it just looks like blood. It is absolutely insane. It just looks like a murder scene. It's awesome. It it is pretty wild. Yeah, I mean it's truly the Red Sea. I think that's what we're gonna see tomorrow. Way to bring that back. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Put it all together. Yeah, it's full circle. So my uh what the feed, a little bit on the, the lighter side, uh found this off uh, Reddit legal advice. Hmm. So it is uh titled Free Company Vacation Leads to Everyone Being Fired. So uh, this boss takes this group, it's 10 of them, uh, to Colorado for a week to ski as a company trip as a thank you. Um, they say that it's pretty typical, like the boss likes to thank them in big ways. In the past, he's given them bonus gift cards and even iPads. So while we're in uh, Colorado, this is the person's words, our boss brought us some special brownies. And we're all we all decided to eat them. And try them as we were, they're all like a pretty close friend group and uh, it's legal in Colorado, as all of you know. And I guess one of the girls, for personal reasons, decided not to. So they all had an amazing time in Colorado and enjoyed the activities for the week. Uh, but it all quickly changed once they got back da- back to Dallas uh, that following Monday. So they say, when we opened up, all 10 of us were met with a random drug test which was odd because our boss just last week indulged with us in eating the marijuana brownies. We all came to find out that nine of us have uh, have had our 401k contracts terminated per the stealing slash drug slash drunk clause. The only one person who still has theirs is the girl who did not eat the brownies. And so they're asking, is it legal to do this? Uh, she said it feels like entrapment and, uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, sucks to work with that person first and foremost. Well, it seems like it's all been pretty nice up until this point. Um, and that definitely the one person who took it for personal reasons, the big, like told you so person. Oh yeah. 
Um, I think we can all picture that person in our mind. Just the worst. Well, I mean, whenever you go into work, that's the person that you're forced to talk to every day. Yeah, that's the person that you get up to get a like fill up your cup of the water cooler and they're standing there and you just like walk a different way, act like you're doing something else. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You go over and like start stacking papers or like go to the bathroom instead. But it probably is legal. I mean, it just sucks that she went and did that and the company backed her, you know, but it still, uh, seems like it's probably okay to do by law. It still, I don't know. It seems fucked up. It's it, no matter what whether it's legal or it's not, it's fucked up. I'll stand by that. Yeah. So, what's your Google this? Uh, my Google this this week is elephant boobs. Elephant boobs. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we talked about this a little bit the other day, and you know they're mammals, and so it makes sense that they would have boobs or an udder. I have mammary glands. Yeah. Right. I thought of it as an udder in my head whenever I was thinking of elephants. You probably just like associate with like a horse or like a cow. Literally not what they are, not how they look. Yeah. They look like they just added C cups by Dr. 90210 and some, what, where'd we go wrong? Can you send me it? Do you have it pulled up? It's just a picture. Like just Google elephant boobs. I don't want that on my fucking search history. I airdropped it to you before. I probably just immediately declined that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to I'm going to look. Oh, they're at the front? What the fuck? They're so oddly placed. Why are they at the front? I don't know why they're up there. That's weird. Right. It just like it's not what you would think in your head. It doesn't really look right. I have big beef with the Big. I have big beef with the big boob elephant industry. Okay. Mark Alex's words, he's got beef with you. Uh, yeah, elephant titties just throw That just threw me off. I need to gather myself real quick. Um, well, we can tweet out some elephant titties if uh, the people need it. Of course we can. Stop. I'm declining it on purpose. <laughs> Alex trying to airdrop me the... The elephant titties. Elephant titties. Okay, so my Google this is the leading rusher from the last 11 Super Bowls and their base salary. We're big believers at this podcast that running backs, although they are very uh, useful and very much needed, you should only pay them minimum wage. They're all Tom Brady's. They're all system guys. Yep. So... uh, I'll just kind of go through them. Damian Wilson, excuse me, Damian Williams, uh, basically a million bucks. So he's not the highest, but the fourth highest. You have Sony Michelle, 480,000. LeGarrette Blunt, 900,000. LeGarrette Blunt, 760,000. CJ Anderson, 585,000. LeGarrette Blunt, 730,000. Percy Harvin, he's the highest, but he was a wide receiver. To lead rushing, two point five million. Ray Rice, and he really fell off the face of the earth. Wonder why? Um, two million. So he's actually the highest running back, the only one over two million dollars. Ahmad Bradshaw, one point five million. James Stark, three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Packers leading rusher, um, and Pierre Thomas, four hundred sixty thousand dollars for the Saints. 
if you want to win a Super Bowl, it's not about paying your running back a bunch of money. What is it about? About having a better quarterback. I mean, the quarterbacks for these teams, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Nick Foles, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, the most elite of them all, um, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. So I, there are a couple of the defenses thrown in there, and obviously with the Patriots, the defense is thrown in there, but the running back is not your, your key piece. They can be made into what you want them to be, a.k.a. playoff Damian. Six playoff games, 11 touchdowns. What was his regular season stats? Just absolutely garbage bag, but... Not great. I looked at him earlier. Uh, I think he maybe had 400, 500 rushing yards, um, like 300 receiving yards. He had a, wow. He had 103 rushing yards and 29 receiving yards last night, two touchdowns. It's like 134 total yards. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, he balled out. Yeah, uh, honestly. Playoff D. Should he have uh, been the MVP? I don't think so. The bigger moments were were taken on by Patrick Mahomes. That's fair. And we can talk on that later. Um, you got your Google this out there? Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the NBA All-Star game. I, I got other stuff. Oh, what else do you got? I have a little sap MDB. Okay. And big old conspiracy corner. Let's hear them both. So The King on Netflix. It's uh, another medieval time movie. Also has Robert Pattinson, I believe. Is that the guy who played Edward in Twilight? Yes. He killed it. I just said yes. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, uh, hope so. Fingers crossed. So fantastic movie. Go and check it out. It's a little bit slower, but no magic or anything like a Game of Thrones. So go and check it out. It's a good little tidbit for you. So available on Netflix. Good, uh, good plug there. So my second one is just a little fun fact for you. Lilo and Stitch use watercolors exclusively for the background in their movie. What? Lilo and Stitch. I heard that part. I that part I understood. Yes. Water it's the watercolors color. part. So they were like actually painting it and then like putting it in. So they painted a background and then they used that background in front of multiple scenes. Whoa. So, like, one background was, you know, the one that did that. Um, that Florida studio that did that is only responsible for two other movies that did that uh, with the watercolor background, and that is Dumbo and Snow White. Which, like, old Snow White? Yeah, yeah, the old ones. That's part of the reason why I thought that fact was so befuddling. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. All right, strap in. Yeah, let me... Get your uh, seatbelt locked, phasers all, on. All hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. We're getting to go on a ride for Elon Musk, Tesla, part two. So I would like to start this off by how I talked a little bit last time about books and how that was uh, really important to Elon Musk and just to kind of get you a little taster of what's going on here. So to kind of talk about Tesla's influences himself, he really related electromagnetic magneticism to the occult because he has multiple predictions, including in 1985, he predicted picture telephones, air travel to Europe in a day, wiretaps, and the colonization of the solar system. 
but he also, you know, was practicing in particle beam weapons, which I talked about before, but thought that there was one giant energy that everyone shared said that quote the day science begins to study non-physical phenomena it will make more progress in one decade than in all previous centuries of existence nikola tesla and he is kind of in this realm of this one perceptible matter is the primary substance uh for all tenuity beyond conception and that's all quotes from him and he was really influenced by the what is gandhi uh, what do you mean? Um, the what's like the? He's, I'm he's, not gonna take a stab at this. I'm gonna be wrong. I don't want it on record. Fair point. Okay. Uh, but this Hindu monk essentially was side and side with him, trying to figure these things out because of the one you know magnetic energy that Hindus believe the world shares. So let's fast forward a little bit to today. Okay. Elon Musk, 2020, tweeting about how he's gonna take Tesla private. Huge thing for stock people. They're really freaking out about it. Came out Azealia Banks. You know who that is, right? Yes. Said that he was tripping LSD. Azealia Banks is a admitted occultist who says that she only got her fame from doing witchcraft and wizardry. So his girlfriend, now baby mama's... My seatbelt's getting loose. ...kid, you know, is going and saying all these things about him being into the occult he has a list of top eight books that you need to read if you're into elon musk and one of them has super intelligence path dangers and strategies with a giant owl on the cover and what did larry johnson say the owl meant eating children being a pedophile larry johnson is out there yeah so is all this i mean it's yeah, just absolutely it's conspiracy wild. corner we get it we'll get into the owl in part three that's two Okay. That's uh, where the background came from, selected by Nikola Tesla. Elon Musk was and has continued on the craziness. I'm just here for it, man. That was that was admittedly a wild ride. You told us. You warned me. Okay. That's why I had to wait so long for it. It's too much to digest all at once. I'm glad you're breaking this up into parts. Yeah. You're doing like how HBO did Chernobyl. Like if it was... <laughs> Chernobyl was all in one. Nobody could handle that. Oh, God, no. But still yeah. fantastic. 100%. Went back and watched it the other day. The music, the cinematography. Wow. So, well, it's, hey, it's not TV. It's HBO. Home box office, baby. That's right. All right. Now let's do NBA. You ready let's now? Let's do it. Okay. So, um, the All-Star Game's coming up. Indeed. So, what do you have for the All-Star Game? I know you had some stuff for me. So, I wanted to first discuss uh the dunk contest do you care i care as much as the, those participating care because that's the level i'm not going to be interested if it's just these guys going out here and just doing it because they're basically forced to and the nba needs like the dunk contest needs to happen just like the home run contest needs to happen it's it's a staple in the all-star series um but like and the home run guys always care. Sometimes the dunk contest guys just don't care. Mm-hmm. Or it's guys who aren't that good at dunking. Like, there have been years when uh, Zach Levine and what's-his-face, uh, he played for the Magic. Dwight Howard. No, no, no. Aaron. Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Like, that year was insane. Yes. Like, And then when Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard were going off, 
many of the times before that, but like the last two or three, I couldn't tell you what happened. Yeah, I don't care. And that's exactly why is, you know, we're all going to forget about it. And my other big deal is anything that's important is one short enough that I can see it on Twitter and two, someone will tweet it. Yeah. I mean, my feed is going to cover the dunk contest more than more than enough. Yes. Um, But yeah, I mean, there are certain years where it really does. It's like, like it really wows me, but most of the time it's a waste of my time. Whereas the home run contest, like the home run, whatever derby or whatever, uh, it's actually good. Yeah. It's worth you tuning in. Whereas this isn't correct. So my other little thing is they have changed the current format of the all-star game. So now they're playing for, you know, organization selected instead of you know the winner gets to donate to a charity each teams will compete in each quarter from one to three and then the third quarter score gets 24 added onto it in honor of kobe and then they try to hit that first team to that yeah okay wins the whole game do you like it i think it was it wasn't explained well enough when it first came out Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of complicated and people don't like change no that's just how it is. Uh, I think it's nice to honor Kobe, and I hope they do change the All-Star MVP trophy to the Kobe Bryant MVP trophy. Um, I think it's good to honor him. I think it's still, I mean, these guys are still, the emotion is raw, and they're dealing with it. We watched the Lakers play and get whooped up on by uh, the Trailblazers. And you could just tell, I mean, it was, I mean, people were getting mad. They're like, Oh, it's fucked. You guys are making a play. Like they do at a certain point, they do have to play. Like you, no matter what happens, you have to go back to your job. You're under contract, but I mean, these guys are going through a rough part, a rough time. So I think, uh, as long as the players are okay with it, as long as, uh, you know, they're more than happy to participate in that these rules, they, they, they like them. They think they're doing the, the right thing with it. I'm, I'm on board. I think that for the whole moving the game thing, they'll play it if it matters. You know, there's no reason to get upset yeah. about something in this sense. And, you know, same sort of thing. If, you know, people like it, I'm also on board, but my bigger thing is I want it more consistent. I don't like this Kobe rule. Uh, it's fine for this year. Yeah. I don't want this every year, but, and I would also be okay with restarting each quarter and then the last, the middle two quarters add together for the fourth. Okay. And, you know, I get that that makes each quarter competitive because there's some points where you're going to have, like, four essentially guards out against, you know, Embiid and LeBron. And Yeah, like the, the middle of the second and the middle of the third quarter, there's a lot of not trying because they're just like, mm-hmm. all right, let's wait to the fourth quarter. Let's stay within striking distance. Let's get to the fourth quarter and then let's ball out. Right. Whereas if you shrunk it down, you basically made it four games. Mm-hmm. They're going to be more competitive. I mean, it's just natural. You have less time to do things. 100%. I agree. So let's get on to picking our own teams. Okay. So let me pull up the all-star game lineups. Okay. And I will explain the format. Uh, You have two captains, one for the Eastern and the Western Conference. And then besides that, there are starters and there are reserves. One, One person has first pick of the starters. The other person has first pick of the reserves. And it just goes back and forth, alternating between the two. Your starters are your starting five, but that doesn't really affect us because we're going to do points and rebounds. Your team has accumulated in total, and rebounds are worth two for another little bet. 
And I promise by the time that this one is refreshed, we will have something for you on Chandler making up his bets, which include Scorpion Sucker. Yeah? Yeah. And a drinking punishment. The Scorpion Sucker will take place on our Instagram. Yeah. We'll tweet out. You know, let you know. It'll be there. It'll be beautiful. I'm super excited for it. I bought these so long ago for no reason except for this. I hate you. So uh, let's go ahead and each take our guys. So I'll let you have LeBron and I'll take Giannis. That seems fair. They're the captains anyways. Exactly. And so LeBron has the first pick of the starters and Giannis has the first pick of the reserves. Okay. I'll take Anthony Davis. I feel like that is a good pick. um, If I do say so myself. So I will take Luca. Are you going to get your own players? Yeah, I'll write mine down. Okay. So you take Luca. Fuck. I want Harden. James Harden. I feel like he has just the potential to just hit like seven threes in a row. I agree. And that is exactly why I'm going to take Trey Young. Fair enough. Okay. I'm also like trying to. I should have just taken. I don't know. Should have just taken all big men and just dominated the boards on you. I don't know why I'm talking strategy right now. <laughs> Um, man, I think I'll go ahead and go with Kwai. Okay. Then I will take Joel, although I'm not happy about it. That was who I was between. So that means you go ahead and have Pascal. There's still Kimba's left. Oh, hold on. So I got, yeah, we each have four. Yeah, I guess I'll take him because I don't. I right. well, yeah, I took Joel, so yeah, it's yours. Yeah, I'll just take I'll take Siakam. Okay. All right, that'll work out. So you got first pick. You got first pick of the reserves. Indeed, I do. So Man. I think my first pick is going to be. Oh my god! There's there's so much going on. I know assists don't count. So I'm going to take Dame. Okay, I'll take Russell Westbrook. Not a bad choice there. I uh, I feel like he's going to have, for some reason, I just have a feeling he's going to have like 11 rebounds. That would be very Russell Westbrook of him. Yeah, like just randomly be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, 100%. And I will also take Chris Middleton. Okay, um... I'll take the Joker. Okay. I almost took him, but here's the thing is whenever you're playing on this team and you look around and you see that mug and that's who you're going to pass the ball to. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. And then he just this hits guy a fadeaway. Again. Oh yeah. It's he something hits, ridiculous. It's like a fadeaway baseline jumper. And you're like, how did he do that? He is literally, you know, two games merged into one. Just, you know, the fadeaway pull up and the big man battling. It's yeah. awesome. He's like the perfect pickup game partner. Yeah. He can do whatever you need him. And to he's do. just going to trot up the court. Like, you know, it, perfect. It's just perfect. Yeah. Uh, so who, no hustle. So I took your pick. I'm going to take Brandon Ingram. Old skinny boy. You guys got to stick together. Don't you? Yeah. We're on the same team. here. Yeah. I'll take Jay, Butt. my team needs a, a leader. Okay, not a bad pick there. 
I uh, will go ahead and take Ben Simmons. Okay. Uh, man. Paul George? Is he on there? Yeah, that was said with like a question mark, but yeah, Paul George. I don't have Paul George on mine. Western Conference? Yeah, I I have all the reserves in a total, and I don't have Paul George on mine. Which one are you on? I'm just on Bleacher Report's All-Star Game list. I'm on the NBA's list. Man, this sucks. Huh, doesn't it? Okay, yeah, I guess Paul George, not available. So I will go with... Um, you took Brandon Ingram. I'll take Chris Paul. Damn, good pick. Good pick there. I'm gonna take Bam Adebayo. Okay, I'll take uh, Rudy Gobert. I was thinking about that, but again, same thing as the Nicola. Yeah, I'm just like all I'm thinking about is rebounds now. Oh, that's fair. Um. Oh, man, dude, that is tough. That is tough. Jason Tatum. That's a good pick. You take Chris Middleton? Uh, Yeah. So it's Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry. Donovan Sabonis. Yeah. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll take Kyle Lowry. Okay, and then I'll take Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Wow. So, um... You just want to go through your uh, team real quick, recap? Yeah, so I have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Pascal Siakam. Those are my starters. My reserves, Russell Westbrook, uh, Djokovic, Nikola Djokovic. No, Djokic. I want to, we've been talking too much tennis lately. It's We haven't talked that on the pod yet. I know. Yeah. You want to do it real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. Huh. Was that we talk tennis? Yeah, we talk tennis. Okay, tennis, good job. Perfect. So uh, reserves. All right, I went to that. So J Butt, CP3, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, and whoever I got the end there. Not a bad team. What's your lineup? What's you gonna listen? Well, I will, but I kind of want to take yours in because I'm a little upset that you got the LA pairing. That kind of sucks. Yeah. They're going to be huge, but I really think I have you be... Oh, you took Harden, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That one's rough. That one kind of upset me, but I feel like I got you beat on the reserves besides... I think you won the reserves battle. Jokic is, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? I think a lot, of, a lot, so much of this is just like, who the fuck knows? Because we don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Jokic, uh, I almost did it. I almost just did it again. Uh, Jokic will either be a cheeseburger or drop a 50 burger one of the two i mean i could just see like for some reason they're like oh well uh russell westbrook's not a starter like and he's coming out on like a vendetta let's get him the ball that's fair like cp3 they're like oh he he's wait he's not a starter right cp3 is not a starter yeah they're like he's not a starter let's uh let's just give him the ball like same with dame too like, Dame's been going off, so that was a good pick. Yeah, that that was part of the reason why I picked it. Uh, I mean, if you have to pick between the two white guys on the block, you're looking at Sabonis or Jokic. Sabonis's hair is just so much cooler. Sabonis looks like he pays $40 a gram. Jokic looks like he eats the weed. 
good comparison. So my team is uh, pretty foreign to start off here. Uh, Giannis, Luca, Embiid, Trey Young, Kimball Walker, Dame, Chris, Brandon Ingram, Ben Simmons, Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. You're what gonna, a team. You're going to get killed. I don't think so. We'll see. I think I have a shot. I think I, Did I get more big men than you? I believe so. It's going to be close. Agreed. Agreed. It will uh, be an interesting little uh, change to... Are you going to make it over there? No. I agree. should be a good little matchup. Give you a uh, another opportunity to come back, although you haven't been great. But Yeah, I need a win. Let's talk about how our Super Bowl props went. Get into the ins and outs of the game here a little bit. So I went 3-2 and two on my Super Bowl picks, and that is because I lost the over-under as well as you, correct? Correct. And we both hit the spread. Correct. I had my first half uh, Chiefs over 13.5 miss, but the second half obviously hit, and I had first team to score lose. Nice. Yeah. That was good. So I had... We had the same on the pick, so I had Chiefs minus one and a half, hit, didn't hit the total. Uh, I had Chiefs over 27 and a half, which hit late by playoff Damian. It was great. Um, I had Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown. That was my biggest reach. Um, that didn't hit. I should have just taken him as a touchdown prop, Yeah, which I think was only a little bit less, and I still could have got that. Um, so that's my bad, but I did get the Chiefs to convert a fourth down. I'm pretty sure last week I said that was a given. And they did it on the first drive. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I love when that works out. Feels great. Perfect. I love being right. Yeah. After watching how the Chiefs were playing, I knew that they probably weren't going to be the first team to score. But, you know, I knew that they would pull it out. I had faith. I appreciate that. So, uh, did you bet on the coin flip? No. I I said that I you should pick tails. But here's my thing. So, I agree with that if it's a coin. Yeah, that's what I said. But, no, they do these, like... You know, individually minted things. Are you just trying to take side? my fucking bit right now? Did you talk about this? This is literally my whole bit last week. My whole thing: if you can't put it in a pop machine, I don't trust it. And then I asked what the worth was. Are do you have like amnesia? It's been a long week. Super Bowl week. It. Kobe died. Yeah. Like that. That. That seems like a year ago, and it was eight days ago. And you're asking me to care about pocket change? Oh, you <laughs> don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> Yes, I did say you should bet tails because it never fails. Did it um, fail this week? It didn't, but I didn't bet it. Um, another fun fact: teams to teams to win the coin toss are eight and two. Hmm. And the only two losses are the team Shanahan's been on. Falcons. Wow. And the Niners. Like in the last 10, teams to win the coin toss, 8-2. and two. He's got some bad juju or something. For man. real. I mean, bad, bad juju. And we'll talk about – I have some questions for you about coaching and everything here in a minute. But, I, mean, I have I, some questions for you about coaching. Perfect, perfect. I mean, that's what this podcast is all for. So I, I wanted to just talk about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes to mm-hmm. start off this whole Super Bowl thing. I think his over on rushing yards would have hit as well. Oh, I was going to get to that here in a second. Okay, go ahead. Um, go off, so he, he was showed that he was mortal for three quarters. Um, 
two, more or less. The first quarter, he didn't look bad. He, he definitely looked tense. Uh, I think everybody was coming out. The Niners fumbled that first punt and recovered it. Uh, everybody was just playing tense, which happens a lot, especially when two young teams who are playing the Super Bowl, like a lot of these guys have never played before. Some of those Niners guys were left over, but not very many. Uh, it's just like something that you don't see when like the Patriots play. But it's something that's not going to happen the next time the Chiefs play, and that will be soon. Um, but Patrick was he was missing some throws. But when it mattered the most, when the game was on the line, third and 15, down 10 points, seven minutes left in the game, in the game, he throws a bomb to Tyreek Hill with pressure in his face. He took, I saw a video today, he was in the shotgun, and he took an 11-step drop on that play. He was 14 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I noticed that he takes a lot of big drops. And well, it's, it's cuz our offensive line isn't that great. Yeah. They've been banged up all year and to their credit they they did play well in certain stints, but the Niners defense line is great. Yeah. I think that you sat there and looked at the score and looked at the game situation and thought this is a career defining moment. For Patrick Mahomes. 100%. Even though he's 24 years old, he's mm-hmm. the youngest Super Bowl MVP of all time. And it it seemed like if he doesn't win this game or at least put up a good fight, because like the AFC Championship game last year wasn't career-defining because he did everything he was supposed to do. It was the defense gave up stops, and then he didn't get the ball in overtime. It was like you can't blame him for that. He didn't throw an interception. Yeah, maybe he didn't play the best first half, but his second half was insane. And it's like, you're sitting here now, and it's like, man, this is the defense is finally putting up some stops. The coaching, Andy Reid coached a beautiful game, besides a, some small play calling, which could have been the enemy, whatever. I think he he didn't even use a timeout till the end of the game. It was on that with five seconds left when they had to call it. Right. Like, I mean, he just managed this game so well from a coaching aspect, being aggressive on fourth downs, um, you know, putting in that trick play from 71 years ago. Did you see that? It was a it was a trick play from like the nineteen forty nine Rose Bowl that when they did the spin thing, they were on the goal line and they did that like spin oh, Backstreet yeah. Boys in yes, sync thing. That, yeah, that's from like a Wish T like Notre Dame nineteen forty nine offense that they installed. Wow, it's just like the things that they did. It just guy. showed it showed the maturity and the and the experience and the wealth of knowledge that Andy Reid has, and he finally was able to put it in place with. One of the greatest quarterbacks, certainly the greatest player in the NFL right now, with one of the greatest casts around him. Um, we definitely got beat up at the offensive line position. We got beat up at the linebacker position. Uh, but our wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, great game. He was targeted 16 times, had nine catches for like 95 yards. Travis Kelsey, people are kind of saying he had a small game. He was kept into block for what seemed like three quarters of the game. He was an extra offensive lineman. Because we needed him that bad. Because oh, absolutely. they were eating us up. I mean, the, and they had four sacks to our one or two, but ours were in much bigger moments. Yes, um, that were that were just so important. And it seemed like when it came down to it, there were two quarterbacks on the field. One was trusted, and one wasn't. Well, I think that it has to do with Patrick Mahomes using head and body, and we don't really know what kind of products Jimmy Garoppolo uses. Head and shoulders? Yes. I use head and shoulders. That's what champions use. Champler. That's right. Aw, Chandler. Super Bowl champ. For sure. Uh, 
there was like just some weird shit that went down with the end of the first half. Shanahan not using his timeouts, and it ended up being, uh, you know, he had that big play to Kittle, but it, it got called back. I don't, it was just a weird deal of him not seeming aggressive in points when he probably should have been. He was comfortable going into halftime with a 10-10 lead, and I, I don't think you sh- you shouldn't get complacent in the Super Bowl. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree with that, and I don't think that it's by any means something that you know he was like really thinking about too much in preparation, but I definitely think that he thought about it in that game, in that moment, whenever that lead was blown. You know, I think that at that moment he really thought, oh, shit, I do have to change the way that I'm calling these plays because it seemed like the offense, you know, they say opening up the offense, although it doesn't mean anything, it felt like he closed down the offense a little bit. It did. And it also has to do, in fact, with the Chiefs defense stopping the run. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the first half, it seemed like first half and part of the third quarter, there were times, especially when they were running those like wide receiver jet sweeps with Debo Samuel. He was tearing us up on those, and then the the defense just put a, put a lockdown. Uh, Frank Clark didn't really show up in the pass rush as much, except for his one big play, which he's had in every single playoff game now. He's had that one defining play. Chris Jones, he's you know he's banged up, but when he was out there, he was swatting down passes, which were huge, and we were getting some pressures that made Jimmy G not throw some great balls. And uh, I, I think it's a combination of, uh, I heard some people saying Kittle didn't show up. I, I mean, I think, one, he did because he's so much of a factor in that run game that on those jet sweeps and those big runs that they had, he was taking out like two guys every time. Like he would he would like pancake a guy and then just get a cut block on another guy real quick. Uh, but the, some of the other plays, either Jimmy G missed him or – you know, there was pressure and they couldn't get to him and he was open. I I don't think you can necessarily blame him for him just literally not getting the ball thrown to him. I don't think that, you know, he did bad in any other sense besides, hey, he didn't show up in the receiving column of the box score. Yeah, I mean, blocking just isn't going to show up right there. Uh, and him being like a decoy on that first touchdown when Juszczyk caught that, which was the first time a fullback scored a touchdown in like eight years. 10 years. It's been forever. It's been a long time. Uh, Mike Allstat was the last one. So it had to be longer than eight years. I don't know. It was a long fucking time ago. Um, but the the Chiefs, I, t- I touched on this earlier. One of the most stressful teams of all time, it seemed like. Three playoff wins, all three at one point. They were down by 10 plus. This year, they were 5-0 and when trailing by double digits in a game. Wow! In games that they trailed by ten plus, they're five and zero. In his entire career, Kurt Warner four and or two and forty four in games trailing by ten plus. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs five and zero this year. That's why we had to get the Rams out of Missouri. It's true. So let's go ahead and move a little bit into our questions. Okay. So five and zero coming back down. Is this the best Chiefs team you've ever seen? 100%. That easily. I mean, last year, I think last year was a lot of shock and awe when it came to the offense. I think this year's offense is better. 
because they can do it's like when they want to they do it whereas last year it just seemed like they were just explosive all the time when it worked it worked yeah like it wasn't like now there's like like you know patty just looks at the guys and like we need to do this and go ahead and score and then they just score 21 points in the fourth quarter which is tied for the most ever scored in the fourth quarter in the super bowl I think he really has an underrated ability to lead in those moments where, you know, we see him on the sidelines talking or even in the huddle. Which is insane because he's 24 years old. This is his third year in the league, second year as a starter. And, like, guys like Tyron Matthew are, like, it's inspiring to see him just command respect at such a young age. Yeah. He's only 17 days older than me. Both of you are old as shit, man. It's insane. So where is his ceiling then? Five, six Super Bowls. I don't know. It was like he's taller than five foot. I I seriously don't know. It's it'll depend on how everything works. I mean, he's gonna have to collect his bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be probably somewhere around forty million dollars a year. Um, so and we got some guys who are still be under contract for a while. Kelsey's still be under. Tyreek Hill still's under for a while. Um. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in, in Brett Veach, our GM, and Andy Reid, younger than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's excited. He's rejuvenated. And I think he's going to eat a fuck ton of cheeseburgers this offseason and come back ready to win another one. I I, I think by the when Patrick Mahomes is done, he will – his floor will be comparing him to Tom Brady, and it will be a tight argument. Who's the goat? That's fair. I mean, with where we're at now, you know, I think that if you are Andy Reid, you are the perfect gangster of always eaten, never satisfied. Andy Reid, when he, when he, when Patrick Mahomes started his first game two years ago, it was like Andy Reid just kicked open the door to a Chinese buffet and they just freshly put out every single tray of food. And he was just like, I think I'm going to go to town for as long as I can be here until they kick me out. <laughs> like he's he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do 24 hours in a Chinese buf- food buffet, like try to just live there. Eat your little heart's desire, you know. Eat until you can't I, anymore. Yeah. So you burst. And I I can't wait until I I spoke about him earlier about Bienemy Eric Bienemy our assistant coach he's going to be head coach somewhere, uh, and Andy Reid's coaching tree will expand once again. He has such an impression on this league already. And he's still going to be here for a lot longer. Oh, for sure. And so that kind of begs the question of how we talked about the contracts a second ago. How do they keep everybody? So I I think short answer is they don't, they don't, you have to keep the key guys and everybody else rotates. And I think it's important to, I mean, new England set this great precedent of you, you don't wait until somebody gets bad you cut them before they're bad or not cut them, but you part ways with them. Uh, and it, and it sucks when you're a fan, you, you're going to get attached to people. And that's what happens. Like you, you could go around and ask every single chiefs fan. And they're still very much huge fans of Eric Berry, even though he's not on our team and we had to part ways with him. Same thing with like Justin Houston. Um, I hear Marcus Peters name thrown around in that conversation. Yeah. I would say, yeah, right up there at number three. Uh, but it, and it's tough, but if you want to win games, that's the way you have to do it. And currently, we have enough of our big guys under contract. The two that we need to sign right now, Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah. And I think also you don't pay a running back. Of course. Well, it's established. It also, all of this, a lot of problems get pushed away when you put in the factor of you get to play with Patrick Mahomes. It's like the LeBron factor. It's like you get guys like Ray Allen who are going to sign small deals to come and play on your championship team. So you might get like an older wide receiver. I don't know. Sammy Watkins. It's kind of not as comparable, but you know, a guy that people are like, okay, he's maybe kind of done comes back and makes huge plays for you down the stretch. He had a sideline catch in the Super Bowl. I mean, in the AFC championship game, he played huge. Like there, you get guys like that who are like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to play my fucking heart out because I might get to walk away with this with a ring. Yeah. So that just like, that's the equalizer. I think that I was truly happy to see how many of the Kansas City players just wanted that ring and how much it was a team thing. And Get one know. for Andy. I mean, I think Absolutely. a lot, every single one of them was like, this is for Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. It's either that or the Hunt family, which I mean, either or, um, but Andy Reid is so deserving of a ring and now he's solidified in the football hall of fame. So I think that one of my questions has been well established was how satisfied do you feel with every coach? But I think that I would like to transition that to, obviously you've answered that with your discussion. What do you think has played a bigger role on both sides of the ball, the coaching or the personnel in the last two years? Defensive wise, it's such a combination that that's it's so hard to answer because we've brought in guys like Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew who are just add to what Chris Jones has already been building of being such a locker room guy and it's tight knit and it's communication and it's playing for each other. But then you add in Spags who's also implementing all of those things and he's bringing people closer through, you know, being a good coach and implementing schemes that these guys want to play. Like he's, He's making these schemes fun. What team, what defensive side of the ball doesn't want to blitz all the fucking time? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's letting these or guys make huge picks. You know? Yeah, he's letting these guys run free. He's like, all right, if you fuck up, you're going to be, you know, I'll be able to circle you on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever. But also, I'm going to let you run as hard as you can at the quarterback on third and eight because we're going to blitz the house. Yep. So it's like there's these payoffs. I would have to say, offensive side it's a little more personnel just because Patrick Mahomes is such a phenomenal player Mm -hmm. but you do see the relationship and the just the the teamwork between Andy and Patrick when they're going to the sideline the enemy sitting right there and they're just constantly scheming and they they finish each other's sentences uh Matt Moore gave a story on Super Bowl week about in training camp uh Cecily's yeah and when they uh he drew it or there's a triangle he's like yeah these receivers gonna run the triangle and they both, like everybody kind of stopped talking at the same time. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes said isosceles, <laughs> which is just the weirdest yeah, word. Yeah, that's to, what I was going to say. Like, I would thought that it would be like, like triangle. Like, that's where I thought the story was going. Nope, isosceles. Like, I guess uh, they're both into geometry or trigonometry, whichever one, geometry. As every football guy is. Yeah. Of course. Cheeseburgers and geometry. I mean, like peanut butter and jelly. Oh. I don't know, just truly one of the happiest days of my life. Wednesday is going to be a phenomenal time. I can't wait to experience it with you, with everybody. We're going to meet up with some friends, and all of us have been waiting for a very long time. Um, you have anything else on the Super Bowl? I Oh, I do have one quick thing. Who do you got next year? 
Give, well, me your, give me your matchup and give me your winner. I'm the number one Chiefs fan, so of course I'm going to say them. Hmm. This is a very good question, but I think that it is the Vikings or the Seahawks. Interesting. Um, I, For some reason, I just don't want to say the Niners. Like, it's too bland just to be like, Chiefs, Niners. Like, it's going to be the same thing. I don't know how many times that's even happened. Uh, Seahawks is a good pick. It depends on the Packers. I don't know if they're going to continue to win sloppy like they did. Do the Saints have one last run in them? I think the Saints are done. So that was kind of my I thought do too. process I, too. My my brain wants to go Seahawks, Chiefs, because the Seahawks are building a, a, a another deep defensive line, which is what got them there mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, you know, they are, they had that legion of boom, but which – it was really just their front seven controlling the line of scrimmage that allowed their, uh, you know, defensive backs to do what they get to do. Uh, Good I, young wide receivers. Yeah, I, and the, I mean, and Russ is still great. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick my top three quarterbacks right now, probably Patrick Russ, Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Russ Lamar was MVPs. You know, those were yeah. the conversations. I mean, I, Lamar is good. I. And I'm not trying to knock him at all. I'm just that's it is what it is. I think that it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do in the off season. They have a lot of pieces in coaching to like continue to maintain the success that they've had. But we'll see. You know, if they make any good moves, I really don't think that the Packers are ever going to get off this carousel. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to try to win ugly next year. Because if they do, it, it just it clearly doesn't work. You're wasting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, you? you? You think the Seahawks? And Chiefs, the Chiefs Seahawks. Okay. I don't know. It's so tough. And I there's there's already futures out, so the Chiefs are plus 600 to win next year. I, I couldn't take it this early. <laughs> like, it's just too, you just don't know what's going on. I don't know, like, how, you know, what we're signing. Like, I, I need contracts to play out. I need to get past uh, training camp and let those training camp and – preseason injuries get out of the way before I can really dial in. That's fair. I think that we'll have a time next year where there's a lull in the chief season, whether it's injuries or, you know, a bad stretch and they'll shoot up and that's the time to take that steroids. I mean, H whatever you got. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, ironically, I did mean the line. Yeah, I know. Funny. So we did talk about the Mahomes rushing thing. Uh, that was a bad beat. Um, Gatorade was a bad beat. It was uh, rumored it was going to be purple. And then the anthem over bad beat. Yeah. Yeah. People were dissecting YouTube videos of Demi Lovato trying to figure out how long she would go. Yeah. She's a changed woman. In many ways. So, I mean, that pretty much does it for me. You got anything else? We have the five-star Oh, the five-star reviews. Good. I even wrote it down. I skipped right by it. Okay. I have have them up. I do also have a special request that I will go ahead with. Okay. Let's hear them. Then we'll just flip on and off after that. Okay. Dear Sneaky Athletic, have you ever spent an evening on inhibiting substances and also spent the night with the girl that you've been talking to for a minute? The night was so magical that at the end of the night, I asked for this girl to be my girlfriend. 
Fast forward to a few days later and having sobered up, realize that me and this girl have almost nothing in common at all. The problem is that she promised me to buy tickets to an NHL All-Star game this weekend, and you already know that your boy wants to go to that. What would you do? You gotta stick it out. I mean, you had to have had something in common to agree to that in the first place. Get fucked up again. Yeah. And it's like drunken recall or whatever. I think you gotta at least try it. I think you go back to your state of mind that you both get there and then you just take a pen and paper and you write down everything that you like everything you like and like then the beginning so you of marriage story so you yeah so you remember when you sober up interesting i don't hate that i think that if you hang out two more times you'll have figured it out and you'll both have a mutual feeling or she'll just be like just take the tickets fingers crossed yeah that would be that's lucky. a win-win yeah absolutely next alec a bandwagon fan question mark five stars you get a great review. Great podcast. Off the wall like how Alec is a Chiefs fan. Would love to get more on when this become reality. Would love to get more on when this became reality. I'll hang up and listen to the next episode. So more on when this became a reality? We kind of touched that on that on the anniversary episode, but I mean it was literally like a year ago I mean a little over a year ago now, and I was basically just like the first episode was just me bitching about the Chiefs losing. Um, I think that whenever we started getting better equipment, like these mics sound significantly better when we started filling out the studio, you know, that's whenever it was, oh, like this happens. This is real. I think that another time when it also hit me was I was at my uh, work over the summer and this kid had come up to me and I was wearing my podcast shirt every once in a while at work. And he's like, Hey, are you one of those guys in sneaky athletic? I was like, yeah, how'd you hear? He goes, Oh, da 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 told me, do you know him? I had no idea who that guy was. So whenever, you know, it had crossed through a couple words or yeah. a couple people, that's whenever I really was like, Oh, uh, this is a thing. Yeah. I think it was like talking about it, buying the equipment, upgrading the equipment, having somebody tell me they like it. Having somebody I don't know tell me they like it. Yeah. That's like the reality. All right. Yeah. I fuck with it. Five stars. If average Joe's and the space force had a baby, it'd be this podcast. I mean, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. A shout out to BLG MB seven. The first review was from minor 49ers. Fat L. Yeah. Yeah. You just hold this L right here. 5.4 out of 5 stars. Arbitrary number. The title is 5.4 out of 5. I know, but why 5.4? Why not like 5.5? To be honest, it why took not, me way too long to figure that out. Why not 6.9 out of 5? Nice. Nice. This one by Lindiana Jones is Sneaky Athletic is the perfect cure for after work blues when you're exhausted from a long day or stranded in 5 hour traffic. This is really nice. Yeah. I meant to say five o'clock, but either way, we're getting you through. I am always looking forward to what the guys come up with each week on the regular segments, as well as keeping up to date with what's happening in the sports world each week. And a laugh or two along the way is guaranteed with each new episode. I love it. You'll love it. I have to click the Your mom will more love it. button. All right, Michael Scott, give them a listen. Thank you. That was so nice. 
That was actually written last year. Yeah, I, I on know. Valentine's Day. I, I know. I, I've read our reviews before. Have you? Yeah. Why not to the listeners? You've been saying you're going to do it for a while. I'm forgetful, bro. Get yeah. off my fucking back. Me too, but he did not forget to put out a article this week on our website. If you want to go check it out, see a little bit more of how happy Chandler Super Bowl champ is. Yeah, I wrote a quick uh, Chiefs blog while I was at work today. So just recap and talk about some of the stuff talked about here, talked about a little bit extra. Um, a couple more analytics things that uh, would be just a little too dry on here, but look a little better on paper. Mm-hmm. So other than that, Look out for Chandler eating bugs. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Sneaky Athletic Pod. Um, follow us on Twitter SNKY Athletic Pod. Um, check out our website SneakyAthleticPod.com. We'd love to get some merch, but I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, we we appreciate the support, and that does it for this week, guys. We'll see you next week. Sneaky.